Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. You know, we talk a lot about awareness on this show for a very good reason. It is because the mystery of what you really are is pure awareness. You are a human being, and although you can realize your interconnected relationships with awareness, it can never be your personal identity. Awareness is not personal. Awareness is all-inclusive. Awareness is the coreless core of yourself and all others, so it can never be yours. As all is one, which is the living reality of pure awareness, then no I is needed or required. That's why awareness is what you really are and not who. And yet, there is an authentic you interconnected with the whole. Sound confusing? You are not alone, and we are going to bring clarity to all of this over the course of the next hour. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. 
Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest is Jonathan Harrison, an award-winning author and Amazon number one bestseller. Jonathan describes his role as a sharer of signposts, a guide in the process of soul realization. And in 2002, a radical spiritual awakening propelled him into a sequence of life-changing events, and he's going to share what he has come to discover with all of us as we discuss his most recent book, You Are This. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. You are in England, and the hour is rather late there. I am most grateful for you taking this time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Well, very good, thanks to you, and thank you very much for inviting me on, and um, very much in line with the music we just heard. Thank you. You know, what a great track that was, and what a nice way to start the show. Thank you. I love that song. I absolutely love that song. I sing it every day. <laughs> it lifts me up. <laughs> yeah, we don't say it enough. No, we do not. You know, and Master <laughs> Eichhardt, if that is the only prayer you ever say, it is enough. We need to say it more often. You know, your book is very profound. It is, it is quite different from, well, just about every other book I've ever read. There is a lot to, to grasp, yet, yet there is not as there is not, as the concept is actually quite simple. And having said that, if one savors as one reads, then the comprehension will come easily. If you pick this up with the intent that this is a magic bullet, I don't think you're going to find that. I think people would be disappointed. No book offers that. There are no quick fixes. But your book, You Are This, offers a process, ideas, practices that bring the person to a full understanding of the concept. And I can see how this work actually teaches, I mean, truly teaches how to live fully and enjoy if, again, someone were to savor it as they were reading it. Do, you know, do that and, and you'll benefit greatly. That's how I felt as I read You Are This. Does that, does that make sense to you as an author? <laughs> yeah, it does, T. I, I think, um, as, you, as you know fully well and as many people know uh, that are listening to the, the show, um, you, you get to understand something when you're ready to understand it. You know when you read a book or it turns up synchronistically or, yeah. and you read it and, and maybe you think, no, nah, it's not for me. And then two years later you find the same book and you open it up and somehow it connects with you and you understand what it means and it makes sense to you and you have a connection with it. So what I've, what I've tried to do in You Are This is lay out a whole wide uh, sort of array of levels of consciousness that hopefully people can connect to at a certain time. It's it's not about reading the whole book and going, yeah, that, that's it, I've got it. It's about delving into the book at the right time. Um, and I'm sure you'd be drawn to the book if it's if it's your sort of thing. And then you'll understand, uh, you know, what you need to understand from, from what I'm trying to share. Uh, I really do believe that that's true, that, you know, things come to you when you're ready. I believe that, too. And it's funny because there are some books that I'll read quickly for the show. And then afterward, I'll read it again, and I'll say, gee, that wasn't in the book the first time, was it? <laughs> of course it was. You know, nobody came in and wrote extra pages. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. you do. You get what you get when you're ready to get it, and you are drawn back to books that that you've read maybe before and, and you didn't see the things in it that, you know, you just weren't ready to see. This book is a lot like that because there's a lot in it. That's why I think savoring it, uh, uh, reading it and fully understanding the paragraphs as you read them, because some paragraphs I read twice or even three times. And I thought, okay, what, what is this saying to me? I really need to read this more. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to yeah. mess up the show, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. And, and that's the reason why I put, um, why the publishers put in the Amazon listing, you know, there's a little warning there that says, look, you know, not everybody's ready to read this book, but if you're ready, you know, give it a go. So it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of getting out there that this isn't, this isn't, although, like you mentioned, it's a simple concept, 
there's a lot of experience and life experience that goes into understanding and grasping that concept or the, or the concepts. Yeah. So it takes time and um, patience and, uh, you know, these things take time. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's essentially it. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, you you know, come to the book when you're ready. And uh, if anybody has any uh, questions or um, doubts about what they're reading, they can always contact me and uh, we'll give our um, – website address later they can send me an email i'm very happy to answer queries or questions about anything that anybody reads i'd be delighted to answer them i'm sure you put that out there now you're going to be inundated your email box will overflow (laughs) i don't mind that's you know that's why i wrote the book so that's part of the job and it's, it's part of the service of writing the book and it is you know the concept is simple now i'm not saying it's easy but i am saying it's simple you know, once you can grasp it, 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 everything else seems to flow after that. You know, uh, and, and the book itself is divided into two parts, and I don't want to get ahead and cause confusion, so I'd like to start with the first part, the journey from the individual to the universal. So yeah. why don't you tell us a bit about that? Okay, so, you know, other words that we are probably more commonly used are things like ego to non-ego. We could say that as well. Uh, that's essentially what that is. So it's a stripping back. It's not an accumulation. It's not a getting stuff and hoarding stuff. It's a letting go, a stripping back, a surrendering to consciousness that already is here now and always. And eventually, with practices and with effort, um, you can sustain uh, consciousness or pure consciousness without any contents whatsoever or pure awareness and realize that essentially what you are is this universal awareness. So that's the first step. And that's a huge step. For some people, that's a whole lifetime. For some people, it's, uh, it, it uh, happens in a, in a twinkling of an eye. It's, uh, there's no steadfast rules for, for this. But um, basically, that covers the individual separated sense of individuality coming back into a sort of understanding or realization of our universal connectedness so that's really the first stage of the book and it is very interesting it's as you read through it there are things that you think well wait didn't i just read this and it's worded in a different way which i loved because sometimes someone can say something to you it, 10 people can say it in different ways and it isn't until the 11th person says it that you get it yeah, I do tend you know. to repeat repeat things as well. <laughs> but no, my, it was good. Just, it's you good. Know, I'm trying to trying to uh, you know you don't go away from the message, which is essentially always pointing in the same direction. So right. yeah, the, like there are the same me. things brought up in different ways, so different people can understand them in their own way. So try to share as much uh, with as many people as possible. That's what I think I liked best because I could read something and say, okay, I get this, and then I'd read it later and go, okay, I guess I didn't get it the way I got it before. <laughs> like, oh, okay, now I get it a different way. But it still made sense. So I can see how a reader, you know, if you don't get it one way, just keep going. You might get it the next way. I, I like that because it's very true that someone can tell you the same thing over and over and over again. You don't get it until somebody else, in, you know, interprets it differently. Now, one of the things that you wrote in the book, the one true self is awareness itself. If you realize this and remain open and available, then authentic doing manifests from universal being, and that is the most transformative and powerful action that can take place in our world. So I read that, and I thought, okay, is it safe or fair of me to interpret that sentence as, you know you're doing what you're meant to do when you're driven to take action from the signs or the guidance that you're given that are creating such passion within, sometimes inexplicably resulting in heartfelt soulful joy that truly benefits the collective whole is is that a fair interpretation well you've just put it in another way and that's exactly it so (laughs) yeah well if something that you're doing is giving you a deep sense of joy and others this is the important part in equal measure really so the joy that you're giving you're also receiving, and other people are receiving that same joy from your work, then you're doing, you know, you're, you're living the presence of your soul. 
and that's uh, so it's exactly what you said if you if you're connected to that and sharing that in the world this is the important part it's not about you alone right. and it's not about not you either it's not about it's not about pure awareness um everybody realizing that they are one and uh, ignoring the body and the mind and the emotions and uh, the love of children and the love of your partner and it, it's it's about the combination of the whole it's about the convergence of all these levels of consciousness um, and holding them in a living presence and it it really shows very well throughout the book that if you don't believe that we are connected this this is almost a, a proofing it there is we are connected in so many different ways. And when you, when you are doing for, I'd like to say when you're doing for the collective whole, you're doing good to, you know, it's filling your heart with so much joy that everything's just flowing perfectly. That's when you know you're living in the moment and you're raising your own consciousness. You're raising the consciousness of the world. You're ra- everything is just going as it should. And you just feel really good because everybody should feel that way. Absolutely, it's the it's the ironic, uh, illogical way that when you give something, you feel better for giving it. Now, how strange yeah. is that? We're brought up and told to hang on and accumulate as much as we can. But the mm-hmm. truth of it is, in a, in a spiritual sense, is that sharing and letting go and giving, um, one receives far more, as it says in the Bible, you know, and, and many other sacred books. But that's a spiritual concept. It's not just a concept, it's a spiritual truth. And that's the other thing about, you know, letting go. We have to let go to realize this oneness, this awareness that is the core of all being. You can't, you can't uh, accumulate it. You, you've already got it. You know, it's not... Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got to go and find it, and you're not going to buy it, and nobody's going to give it to you. You've just got to go and do your own work. And that's, that's the process. And probably the hardest part of that whole thing is when people are trying to find their own work because sometimes you're led to it in ways that you do not even understand how you got where you are, but all of a sudden you're in this place where you're doing something that took you completely off the trajectory of your life. And now you're doing something that's so fulfilling, so purposeful, so heartfelt. The money doesn't matter. That's not the first thing you think of. And, in, and when you say that to people, they're like, but you've got to pay the bills, but you will. But you will. You know, right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's my my experience matches that. It's uh, yeah. Once once you let go of the money and the material things, and you um, live the joy that you're talking about, then all these things come back to you in the balance that you require. It may not right. mean you're going to have a hundred million dollars, but it'll also mean that you're. Um, comfortable and looked after in the world because the balance of giving is that you receive also it's not about accumulating wealth it's about having enough it's having what you need and sharing you know that beautiful bounty with everybody else yes and and one of the other things that you mentioned is you know and this comes into play significantly here because we can do that but tip so many times uh, one of the things you said is it's equally important to acknowledge our differences, to appreciate and celebrate individual gifts and skills and be happy for another, not jealous. In that uh-huh. way, we are acting in harmony with the heart stream of consciousness and contributing to the growth or expansion of human consciousness. Now, I agree with that, but there's one little thing that gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> one little thing. It's called human emotions, you know. So if someone is jealous, Typically, they try to control us in some way, or they act out by by being mean. There are a lot of, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, mean girls. I've never really experienced mean girls until very recently, and I thought, wow, I never had this happen in my life. And people were saying to me, I can't believe you never experienced a mean girl before. And I said, I never have. Maybe I just didn't know it. And they said, oh, no, you'd know it. Are you feeling it now? And I said, yeah, I seriously need a drink. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one of those things. And it's it's one of those things where, for me, when someone does something purposefully with intention, that's mean. You know, when you do something and you can own up and say, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to do that, that's totally different. But when the meanness comes in, our emotions come into play. And, you know, you need to love the person, but you can put them away. You can love them way over there and not deal with them. 
But, you know, how – you know, you have to do that for both your energy field and, and for the collective whole, but how do you extricate them yourselves from them, I guess, who are intentionally mean and vindictive? And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who has felt this. <laughs> You know, sure, I think everybody does it in their own way, but I've learned to realise because when I stripped back, you know, consciousness to awareness, I realised that everything was one and, you know, essentially there was no me and all these kind of things, all these things that make no sense, but yet you retain the kind of residue of that um, time. And for me, when, um, when I experienced awareness pure consciousness and realized that everything was one and could see no difference between myself and another all these kind of things like being mean to another person just seem absolutely ridiculous now and Mm -hmm. pointless um but that doesn't help somebody that's going through it but there's also you know you have to realize that why somebody is doing that is because they are disconnected from that oneness from that truth from that awareness right and that's the reason why they're sending stuff out is because it's like it's almost a cry for help. And in, in that sense, you're also right. You must, you know, protect yourself. But there is no need to retaliate in you know, how I see it. There's no right. need to retaliate and make the situation worse. And neither is there a need to withdraw. This is the right. interesting thing. So you sit there, you stand there as you were. And if necessary, in silence to some comment, to something negative or mean. And you'll be surprised if you can hold that stillness, how often that person will apologize or walk away. So it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting process. If you engage with that negativity, you're just going to, you know, put petrol on the fire. If you withdraw, you're not actually helping anything anyway, because you're not actually helping yourself or that person. If you just stand your ground and retain your stillness, that person very often falls back into their own sense of beingness and into their own sense of heart and realizes that they are being mean and they don't wish to act like that. They act like that because they are disconnected from the truth of their being. And I think they're suffering in some way. There's an unhappiness in their life, maybe different aspects of their life, and, yeah, and there's sure. a suffering. Yeah, so I feel very badly. It's, it's almost, it's, you kind of almost pity the person, while at the same time you're feeling the emotions of, what did I do? You know, and you're getting a little bit upset about it, you know? It's you like, could, you can really anything. shock them and give them a cuddle, you know? Yeah, okay. yeah. well, that wasn't going to happen, I have to say, you know? <laughs> I'll give them a virtual hug, want them over there, yeah, and never no, have to deal with them again in my life. I, I'm sure you could stand your ground, T, and, uh, and, and <clears throat> give them the, the cool stillness and uh, see their reaction would change. Yeah, you you do try to do that and hope, you know. Um, it's the resilience factor in all of us, and it's just it's a shame that the world is like that and more people can't just see that. If you come from a place of love, if you just come from your heart and mind your own energy field, just do what feels right for you. You will not harm anyone else. You don't have to worry about anybody else's business. You don't have to get into anybody else's way. Just worry about what your little world is doing. We'd all be better off. Now. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting thing the title of the book I need to talk about this because it's very interesting <laughs> you capital Y-O-U are capital T-H-I-S you are this now you are not using the word this to denote a thing or an idea but rather you are describing the always and ever present indivisible whole so this <laughs> is not a person it is a transpersonal I-less I-less awareness That those yeah. are your words that's Right. Yes. Okay. Give us an explanation of that because I'm quite sure people are saying, "What did she just say?" <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I've got to think about it myself. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Because let's 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 go let's go back to I'm going to go back to my experiences so I can relate and explain the question, uh, explain the answer. Sorry. Okay. So when we strip back, we 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 go through this process of stripping back from the ego. Eventually, we come to this universal awareness, to this oneness, into this everything and nothing that's fully alive and yet you can't grasp it and yet everything's absolutely connected now when you have that experience 
um, it becomes very clear that there is no separation, there is no other, there is no this, no that, blah, blah, blah. But to, able, to be able to logically explain it and share it, if you would have asked me what the experience was like, I would have said to you, well, all there was was this. That's the only thing I could have explained to anybody of what pure consciousness, awareness in its pure state is actually like, because you can't point at anything and you can't retract from it. It's just a living this. <laughs> and, you know, we don't have the words yet to kind of uh, fully explain and engage this and share this with each other. But nevertheless, this, this presence, living presence that I'm a part of and you're a part of that is all one, we can say is this. And you, in the deepest sense of the word you, is the one true self, which is the same essence as mine and as anybody else's. So you, all, all, all people, are one. You are this. And... <clears throat> Again, the words are difficult to explain. The experience takes away any doubt or any disbelief that one would have. Um, but nevertheless, this is the living experience of awareness. And, you know, like you said, you can't buy it, you can't find it, you're not going to have it given to you as a gift. But I have to say, when you're in meditation, and I mean true meditation where you're at that space and you come out of it and you think, where did those 20 minutes go or that half hour go? <laughs> that's when you're in this, yes? Well, maybe. I mean, we're always uh, in this, but that's okay. it's, 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 Yeah, yeah it's, it's a mind's, you know, a mind's uh, perception of what, what, what this is. So um, you're always in this. You know, there are just different things in the way which are processed through your mind. When your mind is is still and aware and uh, there is no commentary you are this and there's no need to be anything else other than this there's no need to you know engage in uh in in any form of exchange or duality but to realize that your essence is one with everybody else's so this is you know this is the essence of all all human beings of all life and uh, it's something that you are always whether you're aware of it or not and it's something you can come to realize and once you realize it you no longer argue or seek to find the truth if you like because um you you get you've got it you understand that um you are this <laughs> and so and, is yeah, everybody you are the else truth. Sorry. right you are you are the truth you are the love you are the peace you are the kindness you are all of that Yes, we are the that. Essence, yeah, the essence of all of us is exactly that. However, right. <clears throat> you know, there's also from 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 grounding that experience, as I go to in the book, you know, from from living that experience, something else happens um, because you have an experience of um, pure awareness, of universal consciousness, of unity consciousness. And then over a period of time, you come back into the world, or most people come back into the world, into their body, into their mind, into their uh, patterns of life. And so you have to find a way to explain that to yourself, because one minute, you know, you were the ego, and it was just, you know, you were the most important thing in the world. The next minute... There's, there's no you. <laughs> there's no you. Right. There's, there's only one thing, and it's very, uh, how should you say, ungrounded, but very, very beautiful. It's a very beautiful experience that you can have in meditation or as an extended daily consciousness, as I had. Uh, and then thirdly, there's the grounding of that ungrounded consciousness back into the body, back into the wholeness of who you are which is the key. The key is not about stepping out of your body. The key is about, A, stepping out of your body, B, stepping back into your body, and realizing the wholeness, the whole, the human and the being, the two, as one living process. It is, just, it is so 
fascinating the way that it all connects together. And, you know, you have to really read this book to to understand it and maybe read it more than once and pick it up a couple of months later, a couple of years later to get the whole thing. We yeah, are no rush. Yeah, no there rush is no rush. Day, you know, can't like rush we said earlier, you know, when you're ready and uh, yeah. if you want to read a couple of pages and leave it for two months, fine, you know. It's, yeah, you when, can't when rush you're ready, this. you'll get it. Yep. We are speaking with Jonathan Harrison, author of You Are This, Awakening to the Living Presence of Your Soul. And, you know, I want you people to write this down. This is the website. It's www.authorjmharrison.com. So that would be A-U-T-H-O-R-J-M-H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N.com. So go ahead and write that down now so you can check it out after the show. It is very interesting, this this whole uh, book it, it brings you it's very thought provoking there's no doubt about it it's very thought provoking and, and it can bring you into a place where you it, certain parts that you will just get I read a few parts to people and I said hey I never thought of it that way before so that was kind of interesting <laughs> you know uh, one other, and I keep bringing up points of things that you said in the book because I found them fascinating um, one thing is what you really are is ever present awareness this is not reached through thought, but rather realized to be humankind's pure-minded reality once the individual lets go of the urge or need to think altogether. Okay, I read that like six times and said, we need to think. We live in a world that requires that, that so we cannot walk around not thinking altogether. So how do we uh, do that? Well, listen, um, I found out that when I got into that space of uh, pure awareness and consciousness, that intuitively I knew what to do anyway you know we think that we're intelligent you know the universe is a billion times more intelligent than any one of us you know and that's what we came from that's you know the stardust that we are the intelligence of the universe is you know is our our father our mother Uh, and that's the bizarre thing as humans, we tend to think we're the brightest thing in the in the world, and we're so intelligent. We know how to do everything. Well, we're the only ones that have made a huge mess. Right. <laughs> we're the only ones that have messed. We, we, the world is a messed up. We messed up the world, you know. And we and we're the ones who actually can put it right. And that's the process I'm interested in. I'm not interested in um, going to gurus and having gurus um, give give. Um, philosophical um, teachings anymore. I, I'm very, very interested in people, human beings, engaging their their joy, their passion in the world. And because what happens in that magical process is when somebody does that, transformation occurs in the world. And that, then that's magic. It's an incredible thing. It's more powerful than, you know, having a hundred Gandhis, you know, being yourself and being part of that transformative process in today's world is not only important, it's vital, it's magical, and it's your passion and it's a sharing of the truth of who you are. And it's beautiful when, when, you, when you can do that. It's beautiful to find something that is actually driving you to that point where your heart is so filled with joy and passion. And, you're, you know, you wake up wanting to go to work. You, you, everything you're doing is just full of passion and love and light, and that, that's wonderful. And I do agree with you. The universe is, of course, far more intelligent than anyone else. It is the end all in, of intelligence. The universe also has a, a terrific sense of humor, but sometimes I am not a you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, universe, you know? Yeah, you, know, you think that's yeah, funny because yeah. I, I think I know so much and the universe shows me and then I realize, oh, okay, I guess I wasn't getting that one right. Not amused. Yeah, that, isn't that another thing, T? I've spoken to, I've spoken to people recently about that, you know, the, the joy and also the laughter. You know, what is it about laughter that really triggers um, something deep within us? And the answer is because when you really laugh, you let go of your thoughts. You know what yes. I mean? When you really, really laugh, when you really cry and really, yes. really <laughs> laugh, you're not thinking. You're just lost in laughter. You're lost in the joy. And so that goes back to your previous question about, you know, not thinking. When you're really, really laughing, you're not thinking. That's true. You can't because you're laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so- 
because you're present with the laughter, because you are laughing, you are laughter itself. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing else there to get in the way, and that's what makes it really funny. <laughs> yes, it's all consuming, and it's good, and it feels so good. That's the thing. You wish you could do it more often, and and I bet everyone can remember the last time they probably, you know, laughed till they cried. Because when you do it, you say, "I can't remember the last time I laughed this hard that I cried." And it's yeah. unfortunately, it's usually years, years apart, which is terrible. But yeah, that that um, that's a very good point. And they say laughter is the best medicine. I I agree with that too because it, you know, when you're in that space, your body's healing because it's the highest vibration it can possibly be, and everything is calibrated. So you're actually yeah, yeah. Balanced, and, and the balanced, and the yeah. endorphins released in your body, the chemicals. I mean, it's it's yep. a multi-layered thing, isn't it? Like you're saying, from an energy, from a vibration, from the chemicals in your body, everything is being shook up and thrown up in in in. Uh, uh, and making you know ecstasy within your body in a strange kind of way, so it's a very very healthy thing. And next time you do it, you know, um, try and see what you're thinking about because I bet it was nothing. Yeah, you, I, I bet it would be nothing too. You know, <laughs> now there is a huge, and I do mean huge, and I found it very scary passage in your book. So I'm going to read it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Life without this awareness is the world of Migo. In that psychotic madness, money would be God, and people would become increasingly cut off from each other. Technology would be used to speed up the sense of separation, causing people to constantly compare their looks and contrary views, rather than using it to find lasting connecting values and global solutions. In the world of Migo, quality would be on the decline, and the planet would be governed by those who had the most rather than the real sense of sharing equality, and democracy. The world of Migo would be a world of division and spiraling poverty. The rich would become richer and the poor poorer. Natural cataclysm would rapidly increase owing to the mindless stripping of the Earth's resources for financial gain, and war would be constant battle. Now you follow this with the question, is this the type of global society you'd like to live in? And of course the answer is no, but the truth of the matter is we already are. You nailed it. It's sad and it's scary. So what do we do about it? Well, you know, there are definite um, patterns to follow if we want to change this. We're the ones that created this problem in the world. We're, we are the problem in the world. So, you know, the way to change is to change our thinking, to change our understanding of what human life is all about and what human existence is all about. Surely it's not, you know, we must all get to the point where, you know, having everything is, you know, we realize that having everything is not it, you know, because if you do have everything and I don't know, you know, if you have a lot of money or if you have a lot of things and you have everything you wish for, if you don't know who you are, all, all of it will mean very little. It's, it's a bizarre thing, you know, all the fame in the, in the world, all the diamonds and all the flashy cars and all the big houses, if you're unhappy uh, and you don't realize your your interconnectedness in in the universe uh, a lot of things will go wrong and we can see that so many times with famous people and people who are yeah. told that they are different and special they're not they're they're unique but they're not different and that's the right. paradox of, of of the living soul that's yeah, and I think that it's very true that we, you know, we are all the same. We might be unique, but we're not different. We are so very much the same. And if we could accept that more and realize we're all exactly alike, we're just unique in our ways. Exactly. So, so the answer then, I think, uh, from my understanding, would be not to seek our difference, but to seek our uniqueness. To seek our uniqueness, mm-hmm. which is led from that deep joy of being the presence of the soul, the love of life. Uh, follow through that, and amazingly, we'll be changing and acting in the world, changing things that uh, to into a more positive outcome, and acting in ways that will bring things together and share things and solve problems and provide solutions rather than tear us apart. Yes, there's nothing worse than trying to, um, you know, divide. It shouldn't be a division. It should be cohesive. It needs yeah, to be well, division, as we, as, we, as we all know, division is the ego, division is the me ego, mm-hmm. division is all about I'm better than you, you know, I'm different to you, and there's no common bridge. The, the thing about, you know, 
awareness and realizing the presence of your soul is that you know that you're unique, but you also know that you're the same. And you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't uh, wander away from that living paradox. It's, it's the truth, and it's almost uh, stupid and illogical in some way to try and explain it or to try and rationalize it, and yet it's still the truth. You know. Well, so, it's it's like laying out fabric. You cut it pieces from the same cloth, and yet they're different. They have to be. They're going to be different. Yeah, and they all fit together as one. Still, if if mm-hmm. we knew, if we knew how to put yeah. them back together, you know, or if yep. we knew just that, you know, if we're just aware that they all fit together, and we don't need to argue about it, you know, that the the oneness is, exists, and the diversity exists. And there's no striving to be either one. You know, they both exist. They're both reality. They're both true. And they're both a solution because they're both a new way of thinking rather than the old way of the mind, which tends to separate and operate on poles, you know, of yes and no, good and bad, black and white, blah, blah, blah. And so I think it was Einstein who pointed out, you know, to solve the world's problems, we need to find a new way of thinking or not right. thinking, maybe, mm-hmm. that transcends the old ways. You know, you can't solve the problems in the world today with the the mind of Homo sapiens. You know, it's not going to happen. So right. a new mind, a new consciousness, which is, I believe, what, what's happening in the world now uh, as a consequence of evolution and spirituality combined, um, that, you know, if we can see see through... Uh, to the other side, we can change this world for the better. I agree, I do, and I think there is a new consciousness. I think people are tired and they want they want that joy. You know, they want to find that joy and 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 know that you know harm none. I really, that's you know that's like one of my it's hanging in my house. Harm none. That means yeah. you don't purposely do anything, and if you do something, you take accountability for it, and you say I'm sorry, and you and you say it meaning it. You know, uh, I also think that it, when we're in that place of joy, if we all looked at our uniqueness and said, this is the gift I was given, how do I present it to the world now? How do I present it so that it, everything shines? You know, so that if we all took our gifts and said, all right, here's my gift, I'm putting it out there, wouldn't the picture be beautiful? More than likely it would. Yeah, and we'd find more interconnection and more sharing and more in common than we ever dreamt possible. You know, yeah. from every country all over the world, Muslim, Christian, whatever, any religion, any color of skin would find common binding things which are always have always been there and always will be there. And that's mm-hmm. the exciting potential um, to get to that point one day, hopefully. Hopefully. And, you know, it's true of animals, too, when you watch animals or even plants, trees, anything in nature. You know, the only difference is how many different strings of DNA they are and what the molecules are, but we're all made up of the same energy. Everything's cut from the same clock. The only uniqueness is how it came together. So when you're treating the animals differently, when you're treating, you know, the shrubberies, the plants, the flowers, all of it, and look at it through a different set of, a different lens and see that we are all connected. Isn't it beautiful? Because to me, it's the most beautiful and miraculous thing when you think that way. When you look at things and say, wow, this is really cool. Look at how unique we all are, and yet we're all the same. Absolutely. And then, you know, as that thought grows, I think, T, that uh, I, I, I even found that, you know, it becomes a non-material thing. So it's not about looking at a tree or a, even even the air in front of you, the space in front of you mm-hmm. is full of the intelligence and joy that's inside of you. Now, that is remarkable. That quantum physics teaches us that. That intelligence, that matrix, if you like, is present in front of your face now as much as it is in the depths of your heart. That's incredible. And then you've really got got to start thinking, hold on, if it's there and it's there and it's everywhere else, woo, you know. And you look up in the sky and, you know, look up at the stars at night and you, you, I still blow my mind if I look up at the night sky and see all the stars. It's amazing. Look at how tiny we are, and we're just a little minuscule spot in this huge arena that we don't even know the end of yet. You know, we don't know how vast it is. And, yeah, the beauty of all of that, the, 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 the simplicity and the beauty of it all and just the realization that, wow, 
I'm breathing air, you're breathing air, it's the same air. Look at what it's doing. It's keeping us alive. This is amazing how the earth is allowing us to, to live on her graciously. You know, she's getting a little mad now with all the, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes <laughs> and volcanoes, and I don't blame her. You know, I don't blame her one yeah. bit. You know, we're messing up. Um, go, go back now, to your song at want... the beginning, you know, say thank you. You know, say thank you when you get out of bed in the morning. You yeah. know, even walking across the ground, you know, this is a, it's an old Native American thing I'm sure some of your listeners will know. You know, being thankful that there's ground there supporting, you know, you as you walk along. We don't think about that. We just take it for granted. But without that yeah. ground, you know, where would you be? Without the air, where would you be? Without the sun, without the rain, all these things have a purpose, have intelligence. And that's yeah. why there is intelligence and purpose in the universe, and that's what we are children of. And we need to uh, come to the point of realizing that and manifesting that in our world so that our children, our children's children, can live a life of joy and potentially paradise. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you will be, I will be mocked and people will say, you know, we had a lot of rain here in the past two weeks, a, a tremendous amount of rain. We didn't have much snow this winter and everybody was happy. And I was saying, we need the snow. That's our summer water. Now we're getting rain and it's literally just going right into the ground. It's not causing any puddling. That's how dry it is. So I'm saying, you know, don't worry about it. It'll stop in a while. And they're like, do you always have to look at the other side? And I said, yes, I think it's important to do that. And if you did, you'll walk away feeling better too. You know, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nothing um, wrong with uh, nothing wrong with spreading positivity. Yeah, reframe everything. Just look at it from a different perspective. I'm a positive psychology practitioner. This is what I do. This is part of my work. <laughs> oh, now one of the things I wanted to ask about. And it's um, it's interesting because you said you received a mystical death experience, and you said you wanted to find the truth with all of your being, and the opportunity presented itself. Okay, so do tell. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was I was uh, we were living out. Uh, my wife and I and uh, our children were brought out in France. We were living out in rural France, and um, it was a very mystical time, shall we say? Because I was very. I was meditating every day, and I was living a very, very spiritual life, if, that, if people can understand that, much as you would if you were in an ashram in India or something. It was mm-hmm. even more intense, in a way, than that, so it was full on. And um, I used to intuit things and know things before they happened. I'm not going to go into details about that, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. these things can happen. And you, you know things are going to happen, and you know facts and details before they're happening. As as your consciousness, consciousness expands, clairvoyancy and all these kind of things that we fear are a natural part of the expansion of human consciousness. This is how I feel. And um, so I was actually sitting outside one sunny morning, and um, I just had this if you like, flow of energy or thought come through my mind, if, if that makes sense, that I was going to meet God or I was going to meet the divine. I was going to meet the divine, which was a bit of a shock, really. I thought, oh, that's a bit strange. I wonder what it would be like. You'd be a you know, guy with a big white beard come through the trees and, and you know, give me a hug or something. Yep. And, of course... It wasn't that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'd like, I'd quite like that one because it's nice and easy, wasn't it? You know. But um, what happened to me is that I collapsed on the floor, and uh, I separated from my body, my consciousness, uh, separated from my body, and I was able to see my body separate from my consciousness or consciousness itself, and realise that, you know, without doubt, that my body was merely a vessel for um, my soul or my consciousness and that was um, it was a huge experience and that led to led to uh, uh, the very next day writing a book which I wrote within the next week six days and uh, I I'd never written a book before and I sent it off and blah blah and I, I actually self-published it and it won an award and that's what started me writing books. So that was kind of like nearly 10 years ago. Um, from that experience, I collapsed on the floor, and the following day I was writing a book, uh, and I had no plans to write a book, but I just thought, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to write this down. And, of course, lots of other people have done the same thing. 
um, but I felt a real need to do that for my own uh, healing and understanding of the situation as well. Um, and what I realized from the experience, the beautiful, the joy, the, the, the depth of being in it, at a certain moment, uh, and it's at almost a timeless moment, an eternal moment, um, where in the depth of my heart I realized that I am free, I was always free, and I was always completely happy, uh, completely in joy, and so was everybody else. And that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, even my mum was like, are you sure about that? You know, it's kind of interrupting into that sort of de- depth of feeling of that, uh, you know, that this depth of, of beauty was always within me and within everybody else at any given moment in life, after life, uh, in death, you know. It's, it's that s- sense of eternity, and I was privileged and uh, able to have an experience which gave me that understanding with with great clarity uh kind of crossing over from the spiritual into the physical as it as it did so it was a bit of a uh, a bit of a strange thing and a bit of a shock but also a, a real blessing too uh and uh that was really my uh <clears throat> what really changed things for me and uh, um, <clears throat> started me writing books. You know, and it's interesting because you're obviously an optimist because, you know, not many people would say, and so the opportunity presented itself. <laughs> I'm thinking seriously, and as I read on, I was laughing. It wasn't funny. It was a way well, no, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like you said, it's like the half-empty uh, half glass of beer. It's the positivity. Yeah. You know, it's, I've, I, don't know I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've had serious illness in my life, and when it first occurs, you, um, you you know, we all go through the same process of why me, oh, poor old me, you know, it's all about me, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, you can realize, perhaps, that it was a blessing. And that's bizarre yeah. how it can swing from one way. Once you realize it was a blessing, the fruits and benefits of that experience are brought into the world. It's a very... Um, strange dynamic it's almost like reversing the ego's process away from me and dissolving it into the whole uh, and again it's a transformative thing for yourself and others so that's uh, yeah that's why i wrote the first book and you know and it absolutely is because i think the the most difficult situations uh, are our greatest teachers. We learn so much from them. And, and, and I, I suffered, um, I didn't suffer, I shouldn't say that, I, there was no suffering involved. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and I had to have a radical hysterectomy. And when the doctor told me that, I looked at him and I said, okay, you're the oncologist, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, all right, so you're going to take care of it, right? And he said, yes. I said, good, because I have too much on my plate. I've got to step away from the buffet. And I left. And then I scheduled the surgery and he called me and said, where did you go? And I said, okay, you said you were taking care of it. I'm done. I'm having none of this. This is, this is not something I can do. This is, you said you're taking care of it. I trust you. I have faith in you. I'm done. And I just kind of, I just totally didn't believe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like a denial and, and not wanting to cope with it, yeah? You couldn't cope yeah, with it. Yeah, and yet I went, I went through the motions. I was like, all right, let's, I walked out of his office. I scheduled the surgery. Three weeks later, I was in there. I said, okay, this is good. We're done. Let's get rid of it. I'm, I'm done. I'm just not going to deal with it. This is how I'm dealing with it. Get rid of it. Take care of it. You had a doctor, and you promised you could do it, so do it. He said he never met anybody like me before. <laughs> <laughs> and would you like to share? I'd be interested to know what what did you learn from that whole experience, T? Now looking back, well, what, what was you know the? What I I, I learned that your attitude really plays a big part in your illnesses, and it really plays a big role into whether you can tell your body, I'm not doing this, I'm done. And I've seen that in the energy work that I do. People that come in very positively, they, they can walk out and they go through their treatments if they need them. And if they don't need them, I mean, I've had people come back and say, they opened me up and I didn't have cancer. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good. You plant the seed that your brain can shift and your brain can say, oh, you don't want it? Then we will get rid of it for you. I firmly believe your brain will take care of your entire body if you just say, I'm done. I'm not doing that. And to me, it was, a, it, was a, it was a real belief in what I studied in quantum physics to get to the energy therapy part because I didn't really think, I was a skeptic, but when I took quantum physics classes, I realized, oh, okay, this stuff really works. And then when that happened to me, I thought, oh, no, this really works. I mean, now I know for sure. So and I think that's what it was. Either that or I was just like, I'm too busy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
but that's what I got out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> certainly life changing anyway, and and perception changing, and uh, and I I really believe that those things happen for a reason. Also, very often, like in your case, you end up being a counsellor and healer for other people through your own suffering. Right. It's interesting, isn't right. it? Yes, how, it is. How that, how the, you know, your own damage, if you cure that, or part of the cure of that damage really is sharing that with other people and sharing the positivity and the ways out of that with other people. It's an ongoing healing, isn't it, for each person, I think. So, I you know, think good so. on you. Yeah. yeah. It perpetuates a very good thing, you know. Um, I can't believe we're so close to the top of the hour. I want to do a couple more things here before we go. As I read the book, and actually it was really quite early on, I think it was like on page 17 or something, I found two of your sentences that truly sum up for me everything beautifully, and they are. For if we directly realize the basis of our unified relationship with one another, nature and the universe, then we will naturally live a life which exemplifies connection, balance, and harmony. Act not for yourself alone, but for the whole, for you are this. I loved that. I loved that. I, I wrote it down immediately when I read it. I was like, I, I have to read this one. Yeah, this is crazy. And the other thing I wanted to read, if you will allow me, is may I read your poem? Yeah, sure, yeah. I love this. This is a poem by Jonathan Harrison, and it is called This. A poem. If I could give you anything, it would be this. This instance, this feeling, this reality. For this is all we are. I would give you myself, and in giving myself, you would recognize your own self, which is one and the same. If I would show you true love, I would not give you a kiss, but I would bear you my soul, share it with you. And if I could do one more thing before I leave this place, I would give you my all. I would give you this. Jonathan, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love Thank that. <laughs> gorgeous, <laughs> well, gorgeous. It's kind poem. of you know you can tell from the words that you know that was written around that time uh, when I had the um, out of body experience, and um, it was part of my own healing to write quite a bit of poetry and stuff as well after the first book because I found it a way of understanding what had happened to me, you know, and. Uh, I think when we do that, again, sharing, like we said before, about illness or about beautiful experiences, bad experiences, the whole sharing is a benefit to ourselves and others. And we must get into uh, a mindset more often where we share the good and the bad in the world uh, so that we can understand each other more and realize our true interconnectedness. Yes, and that, and, and you know, every, your book, it, it's so profound, and I, you know, before we go, let's tell people where they can learn more about you and their book. I know it's uh, authorjmharrison.com is the website. They can get your book on any of these sites and local stores, correct? That's right, yeah, yeah, it's all on Amazon and stuff as well, so Waterstones, Amazon, all the big uh, book uh, booksellers as well, and I've also got... Um, I've got a fictional novel that came out in February as well called The Soul Whisperer, which actually just won uh, the Beverly Hills uh, Book Awards for Visionary Fiction. So if you want to read a book uh, that's a bit of entertainment and a bit kind of uh, a spiritual adventure, then uh, try The Soul Whisperer because that's uh, an entertaining romp for people. Well, congratulations on the award, too. That's fabulous. You're quite welcome. I'm very lucky. I've, that's the third time I've won an award, and so it's, uh, uh, you know, I feel very humbled that, um, and very lucky that I've been chosen uh, so many times, so it's uh, quite touching. Yes, and the universe is, is, is taking care of that for you and giving you that gift, and good for you. I love it. Oh. Yeah, it, 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 so, it kind of feels like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I believe that, you know, it isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people that all the time. When I'm working on you, I am not the healer. You are. It's just coming through me. <laughs> you know? It has nothing it's to do with this. me, really. It's yeah, just I'm just this. a conduit. <laughs> I'm the conduit. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. 
That's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. And again, Jonathan, I thank you so very much for taking time at this late hour in England to join us here you know, at Energy Awareness Radio. It's been an immense pleasure, truly an immense pleasure. If you just hold on for a few seconds, I'll, I'll be done and I'll be able to talk to you in the green room. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Thank you ever so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and make a note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, and you'll find a link to my new children's foundation, the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, to help children who are in dire need. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. <laughs>